<laughs> what is this like alfalfa ass hair I've got? This is the unicorn. You're the unicorn. You the yes, unicorn. that's what it is. She summoned you. Yeah. Uh, I'm like the cool version of Kristaps Porzingis, not the sucky one that's actually alive. Yeah, that'll do for the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah jazz podcast with me, Sarah Todd, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, and back from the dead, (laughs) my co-host, Greg Foster. Greg, we missed you last week. I missed you guys. I was in beautiful Austin, Texas, where I lost my luggage. Still haven't got it back. Not going to ever get it back. Yeah. Oh, man. That was, I was felt so bad. Uh, it's it was me being stupid like i just grabbed the wrong bag because every bag in an airport looks the same and i didn't check i didn't i didn't think to check uh, check twice that's i mean my uh (sighs) i i think uh notoriously for the people who travel with me a lot and as someone who travels a lot my my three suitcase colors are red, purple, and teal. Yeah, genius. I uh, I am going to order a very colorful bag Yeah. Uh, next time just for some sort of distinction because I that can't happen again. That was – like, thank goodness for credit cards. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm happy to, like, ruin my credit over this. That's another really cool byproduct. Yeah. But at least I have one, so I was able to, like, go out and replace the things that I needed. Yeah, uh, that sucks. <sighs> Um, also, uh, on my bags, I have, uh, the BYM stickers on the top. So I always, know, I always know when they come, uh, check out Greg's other podcast, Brigham Young Money. We love you guys. Sweet boys. They just did a Your call was epi- so good. A hundredth episode. I, bow, bow, bow. I have to say me and Colin were the funniest ones. You guys killed were. it. <laughs> you guys were great. That is a Titanic tandem right there. Um, Real one-two punch. Let's uh, let's not belabor anything. Yeah. Speaking of other B words, basketball's ja- back. <laughs> yeah. And the Jazz are bad, and that's good. They stink. Yeah, they're not like, good. Like I knew, I knew this was going to be the case, right? Right. But it's it's always there's always a little bit of like sticker shock or like a little initial shock when you first see the product and you're like. Who and I do expect them. Like I, I think they will. They will get better as the or as the year progresses. And and by no stretch of the imagination does that mean they're going to be good. They'll just be improved as they play together and actually like learn. But like, there's just so like the the, the deck is so stacked against them right now. Like a whole new roster, a whole new system, a brand new coach. Well, and like the t- in order to kind of keep them from you know becoming a little bit too cohesive and kind of figuring things out like that's part of the plan right is to like you have to to make to curb that yeah you got to curb that and so you know you change things up you rest guys here and there you uh probably try to get rid of jordan clarkson before the trade (laughs) jay crowder uh make make a couple other moves and like uh, you yeah. You shake it up so that, and it's also like by shaking it up a little bit, you you help curb not only them being good, but if they're if they're starting to feel good and then it's shaken up and then they're bad again, then that's that doesn't go into their brains as like right we're bad. It's like we're dealing with more roster turnover and it's different, so more yeah. hurdles to jump. And so you you have to keep mentality high while keeping the ceiling low (laughs) right yeah that's that's perfectly said and you know i i think i feel like i have to like eat a little bit of crow i wasn't able to say it on the pod last week of course but we had talked about it that i had a little bit of trepidation because i thought maybe the jazz could like play themselves out of the lottery or like the top picks i didn't mean the lottery but like the top picks because i don't think they're a playoff team zero trepidation about that anymore yeah these guys are gonna these guys are going to be 
one of the worst teams in the league. Not only because of the 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 stacked deck, but for exactly what you talked about. And like guys are going to sit. Uh, there's going to be roster turnovers. I 1000% believe that the Jazz aren't done making deals. So like they're not going to be good. And like last couple preseason games, woof. Yeah, and the thing Which is... Which is like, fine. That's what you want. Exactly. And if every game of the season is like those preseason games, it's still exciting, I think. Because, like... Sure. There are going to be flashes and moments where you get excited about certain players, where you see a little bit of improvement here and there. They go yeah. on a run. They make things interesting. And if they fall short and lose the game, that's kind of what you want anyways. Right. And so I... I think that there's still a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Like, you know who my like early season silver lining to all this is right now? Go for it. Walker Kessler. Dude, he's so good. He's a legitimate NBA player right this minute as a rookie. And I think like this is the kind of guy who has staying power in the league. Like he does remind me a lot of Jakob Pertl. Yeah, definitely. But he's got like, he's got great body control. Like you never, you, you usually don't see like, a center as a rookie with the kind of body control he has. He's had a couple uh, plays in the preseason that kind of had me like a little giddy. One of which was against the Blazers where he's running a high pick and roll with, I think it was either Conley or Butler catches the ball on a dime. One of the Blazers plays or players step up in the paint, uh, kind of assuming the charge Walker stops on a dime, kicks it out wide open to the three point or to a guy on the three point line splash and like you just don't see that kind of maturity and that control out of a rookie and i think he's gonna be really good yeah, i'm, I'm I, high on the kid i what i really really like about him is that something that you also don't see out of rookies a lot is you know sometimes you see rookies make the same mistakes over and over again and mm-hmm. that's not to say you won't see that from him you will it, it's going to happen to all rookies but through the course of a game if he like fouls too early and kind of has bad position or something. He talks about it during a timeout. He talks to the ref, talks to the coach, talks to his teammates. He comes back in and he defends better on the next possession. Yeah. He's a very Learns. quick, qu- yeah. very quick learner. I've, I've, I've realized that as well. And I'm glad you brought it up. I just think the guy, the, the kid's ceiling is really high. Yeah. And, and you know like- what? If he ends up as Jakob Pertl 2.0, that's a Great. very good NBA basketball player. Yeah, that's nothing like, to turn Jakob's your nose up at. Jakob's the kind of guy who's going to play 12, 13, 14 years in the NBA. He was just playing the other night. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. He's yeah. really, really good. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really high on him. Um, I think we've talked about it before. I think Laurie Markkinen has some star power. I think he's a very, very good player. He may not be a number one on a winning team, but like, that's a very solid piece to a core. Yes, he is. Yeah, uh, so... And we'll get into it. Yeah, he continues to get better every year, and his Eurobasket uh, performance was amazing. Really and, like, opened my eyes to. I didn't know he had the stuff he had in his bag that he really showcased during. He's Eurobasket. a lot more versatile than I think that he's been allowed to be, and I think yeah. that on a on a team like this, where kind of the opportunities are endless, and he's allowed Go to nuts. kind of flourish and kind of get weird, right? Like. It, there's going to be a lot of stuff that we see out of him in the NBA that we haven't seen in the NBA from him before. Yeah. I love what you and Eric were talking about last week about maybe some point forward. Like this yeah. is the perfect opportunity to get weird. Yeah. Let's like, honestly, that would be my slogan for this season. Let's get weird. Yeah. You're not making the playoffs. You're going to be a bad team. Let's figure stuff out. You've got 82 games upcoming to really figure stuff out. Throw things at the wall. Some of that's going to be like jello. Sometimes it's going to stick. Yeah. And that's how you figure things out. And I am a thousand percent for that. So this week, uh, we're doing our season preview where we hand out the preseason individual awards. Uh, We're going to go through and say who we think are going to make the playoffs from each conference, who we think you should watch on League Pass. And then our finals predictions. It's the way too early prediction. <laughs> way, way too early prediction. And this then is we- the, the show where we uh, we make all our predictions and we go back before the playoffs and make fun of each other for yeah. st- stupid predictions. Inevitably, we will be wrong and yeah, absolutely. it will be great. Um, also, I when I was filling out a 
my my ballot for this episode, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna not just say what I think is gonna happen, but what I just like I'm hoping for. Yeah. And so why uh, not? I, I had some fun with it, and uh, and without further ado, uh, Greg, do you want to kick us off? Let's start off with the big ones. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. Do you want to go? Should I just read mine really quickly, or should we? Uh... Let's for the awards. Let's go. Or one just by go one. back and forth. Yeah, let's go back and forth. Okay, I I had the wrong outline uh, pulled up. Great. This is <laughs> what happens. We're already doing good. <laughs> this is what happens when you do too much potting. <laughs> yeah. This is my third podcast this week. Yeah. Yeah. He's a busy man, folks. Yeah. You see what I do for the people. <laughs> All right. So my MVP, a guy who uh, you can make a very legitimate case deserved it last year, uh, Joel Embiid. He's awesome. He's going to put up monster numbers, and I think the Sixers are going to be really, really good. Yeah, I mean, and I think I think this season, uh, Joel Embiid was one that I thought about, and I think that's kind of what I'm talking about, where I'm just like a little bit aspirational. Like, I, how fun would it be for Joel Embiid to win an MVP? Yeah, like, I mean, that, you, you can tell the people what I'm wearing right now. Yeah, he's wearing a Sixers jersey. <laughs> yeah, I love Joel Embiid. Like, yeah. I think he's. He's such a fun player to watch. He's so like he really is generational. I think that that word kind of gets thrown around, but like I think he absolutely fits the mold. He's so good and I really do expect the Sixers to make some serious noise this year. I think they're really good and very deep. Yeah, same. Uh I had a little bit of trouble picking an MVP and uh uh Joel Embiid on like my personal in my mind ballot came in third and uh, my top two here for two different reasons. I'm picking Jokic because he's go amazing. Get, go get a third in a row. Like we haven't seen it in so long. I would love for since, Jokic since to win Jordan, a- right? Did Jordan do it three times in a row? I don't know. It's been I forever. That, I don't think that it was three in a row. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Look I'm gonna have that. to look that up. Yeah. Has I, it ever been done? Yeah, it has. Because Bill Russell yeah, and I think Bill Russell. Larry, Larry Bird, maybe? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. Those those 80s races were really highly contested because, like, Magic won a couple or right. one or two. Kareem won. Uh, Larry Bird won. I don't know if he did. I don't like, know. He, certainly, he was certainly deserving, like, certainly a good enough player. I just don't know. If yeah, I don't think happened. that Jordan did it three yeah. In a row. Braun never did that. No. Probably should have. So, I'm still I just mad think, at that. I think it Rose. would be great, but all but sneaky in the back of my mind, I think that Kawhi might win it this year. He looks so good. The things that I'm hearing out of people that are watching him on a daily basis, like Kawhi looks like like San Antonio Spurs champion Kawhi. He looks like an outside linebacker. Yeah. Like I I just I'm really excited for the Clippers this year. I really am. They're they're going to be really good. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, Coming as, up as we go through stuff. All right, Rookie of the Year. I I went with the pretty obvious choice of, of simply who I think the best basketball player is, and that's uh, Paolo Banchero. Yep, uh, I think that's. I mean, that's the odds-on favorite to yeah. do it. Uh, Paolo's good, and mm-hmm. I, the only thing that I worry about is like. Um, will he get enough shine with the magic in order to get it? Oh, I think he's going to get, and that's where, that's where I would say yes. Cause I think they're going to hand him the keys to the car. Yeah, that's fair. I, the, he's the number one. He's the number one pick. I think he's going to be the guy. I think we're going to see him playing 36 to 40 minutes a night. Like what do the, what do the magic have to have to lose? Like you yeah. just got the number one pick. You got the guy you wanted. Like, are, are you going to just not play him? You're not making the playoffs. You're not no, a good team. That's the that's that that's what I'm talking about. Is like I think that he will have enough shine within the magic, but like, are the magic going to be good enough where he kind of gets the publicity that he needs in order to get? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And so I just because the magic are probably not going to make the playoffs. No, no, they, so, they they are not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, my rookie of the year is Keegan Murray. Uh, that's a good that's a sneaky good pick i i am very hopeful about the kings this year and i i am trepidatious in actually saying that out loud (laughs) i know i know but like i just think that they 
they have a really fun group and fun, but does fun translate to wins no idea i have no idea i have nothing, i agree that they're going to be fun right i have nothing substantial to base this on <laughs> we There's, are not a facts and logic podcast no this is not a fact-based podcast these are aspirations only these folks. are vibes baby yeah. <laughs> but i i mean i'm really excited about keegan murray i think that he's one of the best draft picks that they've it's picked really up good. in a long time like i think they actually did it right this year the kings are due i mean they, yeah. they need a good they they deserve a good draft pick after all these years. Yeah, like, and how nice would it be? It would be a great story for them to have really just f***ed up so bad on the yeah. Luka stuff and then to have Rookie of the Year in Keegan Murray. It's yep. a great story, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I mean, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, I think that's a really sneaky good pick. All right, yeah. uh, Coach of the Year. I'm going I'm going Tyloo. I the, think that I the think Clippers the Clippers are going to be really, really good. <laughs> yeah, and I think that... Ty Lue also, and I've said it before, like I, I ate a ton of crow after that Clippers series against the Jazz. Like Ty Lue yeah. does not get nearly enough credit for how good, good of a coach he is. He's very good. He's incredibly well respected around the league. Like uh, players credit him for his, during his assistant coaching days for helping with them with their uh -huh. careers. Like he is incredibly well respected and he's very, very smart. Yep. He just. He he it's going to be a good year for the Clippers and maybe maybe Ty Lue will finally get his flowers. I mean, he does have a ring. Yeah, that's true. But I agree. Yeah, I think he's I think we saw it a lot in that that playoff series against the Jazz and that he's really he he's the opposite of rigid. That guy yeah. will throw anything out there. And I love that. I do, too. And it's not, especially not something that we're used to as jazz fans. Right. Like because Jerry Sloan was as rigid as it gets. I felt like Quinn Snyder was not quite as rigid as Jerry, but still but pretty, pretty rigid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I give him a lot of credit, you know, for doing whatever it takes and, and having the, the balls to be able to do that. Yeah. That's, that's, mean, that's an uncomfortable place to be in when you're coaching. His use of like, uh morris and boogie and just everybody in rondo for like three minutes yeah during stints. the playoffs during the playoffs he's just like you know what this might work this might work this might work i yeah. just kitchen sink i love it yeah i uh i think it's gonna be good who you got i got jb bickerstaff i mean i think that he deserved uh more credit than he got for the last for last season um the calves the buy-in that they got, um, I think, can only be credited to him. And that was a fun team that, like, really played for each other. Uh -huh. And, I mean, they're going to be good this year. They were good last year. They're going to be good. The yeah. addition of Donovan Mitchell, like, like it or not, Jazz fans, like, that's going to be great for them. And they're deep, man. Kevin deep. Love, Ka Karis LeVert, Ricky Rubio all off the bench. I think Evan Mobley takes another leap this year. Jared Allen looks like he's going to be an, an all-star again. Darius Gar like they're just yeah. they're loaded. And honestly, they're a loaded team and he's a great coach. How long until we get the athletic article that says uh LeBron's coming home for a second time? Yeah, would that would not surprise me no, at all. Not, not at all. How me. could you how could you not look at that roster and like not be think there. that's like something that that's that's worth doing especially as like your final curtain call? Yep. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, who do Going you to have, Vegas. Hold on. Who do you have for uh, sixth man of the year? I have Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon. I, I love, love, love that move for the Celtics. Yeah. I think like it's exactly the kind of player that they need. Like somebody who can, who can start if necessary, but can come off the bench. He's that, that, that playmaker that they need. He does. He doesn't do anything. I think super great, but he's good at everything. Yeah, he's totally a good agree. passer. He's a good playmaker. He's a good shooter. He can score like former rookie of the year, like a guy who's uh, who's been kind of a fringe all star for for multiple seasons. Like, I think he's going to be really good. And I think that it would not surprise me to see the Celtics in the finals again. I think they're loaded and super talented. And I think like Brockton seems like the kind of guy that's just like a perfect plug and play guy for that team. Absolutely. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Celtics coming up too. Uh, six man of the year. I've got Jordan Poole. Uh, Another good choice. I just think that after recent events, the amount of 
green light he's going to have is going to be greener than it ever has been. And he can shoot. I mean, he and can score. He, yeah, he can. He's a like, bucket getter. He was already like maybe deserved like MIP last year. Um, yeah. And it would not surprise me if he becomes like a very regular like 20 a night guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would not surprise me in the slightest. What do we got? Uh, DPOY. This one's fun. This one is funny. Or fun, not funny. Um, I got Bam out of bio. I kind of thought he should have won it last year. He's yeah. really, really good. The Heat are a really good defensive team. I don't expect that to change, you know, after just a few months. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to get it. But I do want to say with a caveat that it certainly would not surprise me at all if Rudy got another one. That's the caveat on mine, too, is that I think that Rudy actually – actually might get it again yeah i think uh i i am buying into the rudy has a huge year hype a hundred because like honestly the wolves uh especially their perimeter defense their supporting cast is better than anything he's ever played with yeah and i from think a, that from, that, a, from a defensive standpoint i think that opens him up to instead of having to clean up problems to be able to have like highlight defensive plays yeah I, and I'm so really I, and excited. I, I think that matters too. Like, I think that the sort of the plays that you can turn to and put on a highlight reel actually do matter, even if they really shouldn't in the, in the end of everything. Right. Um, but it's a highlight driven league. Yeah, absolutely. People want to see basketball spiked into the 14th row. A hundred percent. I love that stuff. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. That's why we, that's why we go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going bam. Uh, but again, I think I think Rudy has a great shot. He's Same. so good. I'm uh again purely aspirational. Evan Mobley. That's my DPOY pick. Let's go, young boy. Let's go. If, if he if he plays DPOY defense along with Jared Allen, yeah. How how do you score on that team? I I'm so excited about the Cavs. <laughs> They're gonna be I think it's gonna take a minute for them to figure it out. You know, yeah. when you when you when you bring in someone like Donovan Mitchell, who has such a huge offensive load and a guy who's going to shoot 20 to 30 times a game, like right. it's going to take a second to adjust. I fully expect them to do that because ultimately I think talent wins out and they're a super talented team. Right. And when you get that much talent, like you learn to play with each other. Like that right. was the big thing with Golden State. Oh, there's only one basketball. It's like, no, no these guys are all really good and they're going to figure it out. And I feel yeah. the same way about, about the Cavs. Smart man. basketball players know how to share the ball. Yeah, man. I really like Evan Mobley. I love and See, the problem here is as we're moving into the next category uh-huh. is that if my prediction is correct and Evan Mobley plays like a DPOY year, he would absolutely deserve most improved player. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, if I'm being 100% honest, I don't think that Evan Mobley is going to get DPOY, but I, I'm hoping for it, right? Yep. But, but – if we're going to talk about most improved player, our next category, I really like my pick for this. It's probably the one I'm most excited about. John Wall. But is that is it most improved? Because, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's made four or five all-star teams, right? Right. But or is it comeback player of the year? I think that he could win most improved on a comeback. Because, like, if we're looking at where he was, just the redemption arc of, like, mm-hmm. I guess not redemption. He's not redeeming himself from anything. But, like, I mean, we're talking about a guy who, like, didn't even have to play for the Rockets. Like, right. And, I mean, he was, like, down and out. I mean, even when those last couple of years in Washington, like, it didn't look good. No. It's, Brad- like... If Bradley Beal was outplaying him. Yeah. If you would have told me that John Wall would be in the NBA in 2022 after everything that's gone down, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. Also, the same. Like, I'd I, love to see it. I want to I go on record and say, like, I'm with you. I would love to see that. And again, the same as Kawhi. The stuff that I'm hearing about John Wall through he's training healthy. camp. He's healthy. Yeah. He's happy. Like, I would just love to see the comeback of John Wall. I think we're going to see it actually. That would be a hell of a story too. Cause we can't, we, I mean, we also got to factor in Paul George's comeback. Yeah. I mean, that guy, 
I mean, his leg was snapped and God, it looked like, like a Lego man. Yeah. It was so bad. So for all three of their guys, all three of their stars to have this like comeback. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all in on the Clippers. They're going to be awesome. Same. Agree. Who's your most improved? Uh, Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. That's a great pick. He's so good. Yeah. And he's looked awesome in preseason. And I think we might be talking about him as like a borderline, like all-star guy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's playing that well. I think that what I'm hoping is that like playing next to James Harden, like I just, I'm wondering what James Harden is going to look like this year. And I'm I am too. That, I'm hoping that playing next to him, like it gives him a little bit more leeway in the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think that, I mean, what I'm hoping for from James Harden is that like, you know, as his career is progressing, that like, obviously he's still going to be such a go-to guy, but like maybe he actually starts to like open up the offense a little bit right now. That would be great for the Sixers. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm hoping that Maxi like gets a little bit more freedom and movement within the offense and that James Harden game, James Harden's game allows for that. I think it has to, right? It has to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For them I, to be able to do what they want to do. I think that that's kind of the the movement that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harden Harden's at the tail end of his prime. I don't even know if he, you can even say he's in his prime anymore. Yeah. Still a very good player, but he's not winning an MVP or any coming anywhere close anymore. And right. I think, I think there's gotta be a sharing of the wealth. And if they do that, I think the Sixers are going to be super dangerous. Speaking of the Sixers, uh, let's go through our Eastern conference standings of, from first through eight, these are the playoff teams that we yep. think are going to make it from the Eastern Conference. Why don't you run through yours? I'll run through mine. And then mm-hmm. we can kind of just talk about maybe the interesting pieces from it. Yep. All right. Number one for me is the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, number two is the Boston Celtics. Number three is the 76ers. Four, Miami Heat. Five is our Cleveland Cavaliers. Six, Brooklyn Nets. Seven, Toronto Raptors. Eight, Chicago Bulls. And if there's a play-in team, if we're doing that, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Okay. What do you want to talk about that stands out on your rankings here? Well, uh, I think Milwaukee supplants Boston. Uh, I -hmm. think that had Chris Middleton been healthy. Right. I think we're talking about the Bucks as repeat champs. Yeah, it's possible. They they Um, absolutely. I mean, they came to a game seven without Chris Middleton. A bona fide yeah. star, all star player in this league. They have him. They win. I don't think that that uh, I think that that Milwaukee was good enough defensively to, to at least stymie a little bit of Golden State. And I don't think you have an answer for Giannis because he's the best player on the planet. Yeah, but I know. Who knows? I I mean, we can speculate all we want, and but the fact is, I think that they're healthy and they're really really good. Yeah. Uh, we pretty much have, om- we've got seven of the same teams in our top mm-hmm. eight, a little bit of movement from where you have them. I have them. Number one, I have the 76ers. I yeah. think they're going to take the East this year. They're really good. Two Cleveland Cavaliers, three Boston Celtics, four Milwaukee Bucks, five Brooklyn Nets, six Toronto Raptors, seven Miami Heat. And I have the Atlanta Hawks in the eighth position with the Bulls as a possible play-in. Okay, so we just switch the, right. the the eighth and ninth seed. Um, basically, what what I want to talk about here is that really I could go one through four: Sixers, Cavs, Celtics, Bucks, and I could interchange those. Yeah, I I, I agree. And um, I do have the Miami Heat a little bit lower than you. If I'm four, I have them seven, and I don't think that that is based on almost anything except for that I think just regular season I think that they might just rack up a few less wins I looked at their schedule it looks a little bit tough in some spots so I just put them a little bit lower but it wouldn't surprise me if they moved up to a four or five spot sure yeah the east is stacked the east is stacked but like Right at the top, though, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think that if you ask pretty much anyone, like, these are the eight or nine teams that are going to be there. Yeah. So we know. The West, I think, is a little bit more confusing. Yeah. And there could be a lot more movement down at the bottom 
than yeah. there could be in the East, I think. Uh, who are your league pass teams out of the East? The Cavs, like we've talked about. Um, yeah. And I'm also, I don't think they're going to be super good, but I think they're going to be super fun. And that's the Pistons. Like, I really love what they've done getting Jaden Ivey. Yeah. They got Cade Cunningham. Sadiq Bay is really good. Um, I think who else? I they mean, got- they're they're one of my uh, they're one of my league pass teams for the East, purely based on wanting to watch Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham just yeah. go ham. And then also Boyan's there. Yeah, Boyan's there. I'm really excited about Jalen Duran as well. I think he's going to be yeah. a good player. I think like he's he can kind of be like a like a I don't know a poor man's version of Dwight Howard. Sure, like a DeAndre Jordan type. Yeah, and like. You got staying power in the league and you're going to make a lot of money if you're the you're the next DeAndre Jordan. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited about that team and again, Boyan's there. Sadiq Bay is really good. Cade Cunningham is awesome. Like I'm I'm excited for that team. I think that they are doing their rebuild right. I would also put in the Magic as a league pass team. They're going to be fun. For the East it's going to be fun. I want to watch Ben Chero. I want to watch Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner and Cole Anthony. Like that's a fun guy team. That is and, a fun guy team. And uh, I, I don't think I've ever said that I want to watch the magic. And so to be able to look at that roster and be like, that's fun. I want to watch that. Yeah. They deserve some league pass shine. It's been about almost 30 years since I've said I've wanted to watch <laughs> Orlando magic basketball. Yeah. I mean, God, I'm getting old. Yeah, we are really, really Whew. old. Let's hit the Western Conference. I think there's a lot more to talk about yeah. here. There is one more, just one thing uh, that I wanted to hit on on yeah. the Eastern Conference. And that is, I think the most intriguing team for me is the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, it has. I, it, it's just, it's such a question mark. It is a huge question mark. And like, I actually have to give like Zach Lowe a little bit of credit because recently he said that he's done with giving guys benefit of the doubt on paper. And so like the thing that you always hear about the Brooklyn Nets is on paper, they should be, and it's like, no, until you show me on the court, then it, it's not real. And so like right now the Brooklyn Nets are like a question mark and maybe they shouldn't even be included because they haven't shown us anything on the court for us to actually believe in. Yeah. I think that's, that's summarized. Great. It's just, they're just so intriguing because they have, so much talent. Yeah. And I love the idea of telling, just saying like, no, we don't do on paper anymore. That's not fair. I think that's, I think that's a great policy. Yeah. I love it. Western conference. Let's hear your top eight. Okay. Number one, warriors. They're yeah. still really good. Um, still really good. <laughs> you still got Steph. You still got clay. You still got Draymond, even though he's going through drama. Um, yeah. You got Poole, you got Wiggins. Wiseman yeah, got Wiseman looks like an actually like competent NBA basketball player. Wiseman and Kaminga, like that's fun. Man, they're stacked. Yeah. Uh number two, the Clippers. And I think that you could really interchange one and two. Number yep. three, Denver Nuggets. I think they're gonna be really good now that now that they're healthy. Yep. Getting Jamal Murray back. Jamal Murray, I should say, is my comeback player of the year. Ah, uh, yeah, that's very good. He yeah. deserves it too. It would not surprise me to see him in an all-star game. Yeah, definitely not. Um, number four, Minnesota Timberwolves. Absolutely. Number five, Memphis Grizzlies. Number six, the Phoenix Suns. Number seven, Dallas Mavericks. Number eight, the LA Lakers. And uh, my my play-in team, which really could go either way with the Lakers, is the uh, the Pelicans. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go through mine and then we can talk about quite a bit of this. Yep. At the top, I've got the Clippers. Yep. Um, and then I've got the Nuggets at number two and the Warriors at number three. Those teams are going to run through the West. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, so good. They're all so good. And then I've got Grizzlies and Timberwolves, four mm-hmm. or five. That's going to be a hell, a hell of a playoff series. I want it to happen again. Last year was so good. Yeah. This year, I think, is even better with with throwing Rudy in the mix. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, I've got at number six. Lakers, yeah. I have at seven, and Pelicans, I have at eight. Uh, if I was no choose, Mavericks, uh, no, I've oh, got the sorry. Mavericks. At never six. mind. Never mind. Never mind. No Suns. No Suns. It gets that bad for for Phoenix. That's what I'm thinking. Wow. I think. I think that they're going to implode. I think they're on the brink for sure. It's why they I had them so low. I still think that their talent. They're super talented. And again, I think talent wins out, but like those vibes are 
The bad. vibes are they went like it was seriously it's a what a three year turn they went from being bright future sons to best vibes in the league to maybe worst vibes in the league. I don't even think that it is maybe. Yeah, I mean like, you've got like you've got the Sarver situation. You've got DeAndre Ayton just like putting on like a very terrible happy face and just being like, "I'm very happy to be here." I mean, I oh man, the you've got, vibes are so bad. <laughs> yeah, then you've got the Crowder situation. The Crowder which is, like, situation just trade me, and then like, and what does that sort of like toxic? It's going to be bad. Situation. What does that do to? They like, lost chemistry? to Adelaide. <sighs> yeah. They oh, lost man. to an Australian team in the. I understand it's the preseason, but you can't. I mean, this was a team that, like, the Jazz a couple of years ago beat by God knows how much yeah. without even trying. Like, and the I mean, the West at the bottom is so interesting to me too because, like, if you, the Suns could be there. Uh, here's the thing is like the Suns are so weird because it's like yeah there's so much talent and they were like such a good team is like if they just put it together on the court no matter all the things that are happening could they uh-huh. be one of the top teams yeah totally but like could they fall out of the playoffs yeah and then Dame is back and Dame looks amazing he looks great I still don't he think looks- they're good enough to make the playoffs but he looks awesome I love Dame and Jeremy Grant like that is a lot of fun and sure. I'm excited to watch it. And um, that I think that's just a fun team. Like, could they get into the play in win their way into a bottom seed? And then like having like in my world, like the, the Blazers going against the Clippers and having another like Dame and Paul George and like Kawhi. That's a great series. Yeah. And so I, and then and then aspirationally also like what if the kings make it to the play in like that's very fun that's what i'm hoping sure. for there is like blazers and kings in the play in here's my question has the league ever had more parity i don't know like at least it's not in the last it's stacked on both conferences yeah like the last at least decade like this is definitely the most parity that the nba has had like honestly i i mean i have my predictions and everything but like would I be shocked at the end of the season if we're talking about maybe like the Memphis Grizzlies as the uh, the title winner? Yeah, like, am I going to be surprised if we're looking at like a Western Conference Finals between the Mavericks and the Timberwolves? No, no. Like, that's not going to surprise no, me. No, that's yeah, that, and that's oh, it's just so exciting if you're a basketball fan. Yeah, like we don't know how this season is going to end up, and it's been a long time since we've really, really not had it narrowed down to basically like four teams. Yeah, yeah, or like two teams going right. back a few years ago when it was like, oh, it's going to be the Cavs or it's going to be the Warriors. Right. Um, awesome. As far as league pass goes, I mean, we both say watch the Wolves. Well, wolves are just watching them in preseason. They're fun. They're so much fun. Uh, and I I can't wait to see what Rudy is going to really look like, uh, mm. like through the course of the regular season with that defense. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm paying for league pass just for that team. Yeah. I... And I'm ex- again. I'm excited to watch the Kings. I and I think just like the Magic, it's been a long time since I've actually wanted to watch them. Um, they're fun. They're really fun. Um, oh, what is uh oh the the Mitchell kid? What's his name? Why am I forgetting this? Davion. Davion Mitchell. Off day. Off the best nickname in the NBA. The best since AK forty seven. That is a great nickname. Davian Mitchell is so much fun. I I love Keegan Murray. Uh, I I like what they have put together right now. They got to get rid of Fox. As, <laughs> I like De'Aaron Fox a lot, but that is a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Uh, my finals prediction for the West is Clippers over Sixers and Six. Yeah. With my finals MVP, John Wall. <laughs> I'm f- the resurgence finalizes itself in the final game of the year. <laughs> he just he just takes Tyrese Maxey and Harden behind the woodshed. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. You, you don't you don't think it would be MB just just putting up thirty and twenty against Zubak? 
I just want the, I just want the John Wall story. That's again, <laughs> this is all just for me to enjoy the storylines. <laughs> My final prediction is uh, the Milwaukee Bucks over the LA Clippers in seven. Epic, epic series with the finals MVP being the one and only incomparable Giannis Antetokounmpo. All possible. Giannis is so good. Yep. I, I'm excited. This year's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Should we go through our jazz picks real quick? Yeah, we do have some jazz, because clearly the jazz are not going to be a part of any of those illustrious things that we just no. mentioned. Any awards, any playoffs, any of that. And so we do have some jazz picks. Um, I'm going to go with the jazz record this year is 22 and 60. I'm not too far off. I'm 24 and 58. Again, this yeah. is not a good team. They're going to lose a lot of games, which Here's is what we want. You just got to, you just can't win more than 25, right? No. You got to stay under 25. I, I honestly think it would not surprise me if Danny and, <laughs> and Justin Zanuck had a meeting with Will Hardy and said that exact thing. <laughs> yeah. Keep it under 25. Yeah. All right. Think school zone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and I think that honestly, uh, from what we've seen in the preseason, again, what we saw in Eurobasket, it's clear that from both of us, the Jazz's MVP this year is going to be Lori Markinen. Yeah, that's kind of dark. That's kind of bleak to think about. But again, he is a good player. But he's also like, he is better than I think people think he is. I No, I agree with that. I mean, you, you've said yeah. it a million times. Like, this is no. a guy that was a borderline all-star in Chicago. Yeah. He can um, hoop. He's a good player. I remember yeah. watching him at, at Arizona kick the University of Utah's ass. Yeah. He can He's hoop. He's going to be very, very good. The finisher. That's a great nickname, by the way. It's very, very good. The play on Finland and finishing. I, I love a pun. It's good. It's, it's a good very one. good. It's very good. It's no off day, but no, it's not. <laughs> there, there are tears. There's definitely tears. Uh, again, the rookie of the year for the Jazz. I think that's already decided. Yeah, it's Walker Kessler. I would say that I think that Oche Ogbaji has a higher ceiling. Yeah, but I also think he's in a more difficult position because as a wing in the NBA, you are asked to do more. He uh, has also, to be, he has a higher learning curve. He's also in a difficult position because the Jazz are deeper there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, yeah, Walker is a plug and play guy and there's an immediate need for a big on this team. And he, I think he's better at what he needs to do in the NBA right now than Ochai is. Yeah, That's not to say that we're, we revisit this in a year or two and we're talking about Ochai being amazing. And I, and I'm high on Ochai. I think he's going to be a Same. good player. Yeah. But I think that he there is a pretty steep learning curve there and he's asked to do more. I mean, we're not talking about someone like Walker Kessler, like, you know, running the offense or, you know, like being a guy that needs to put 20 points up. Like you're asking no. him to protect the rim, set screens. He's 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 filling the Rudy role. Yeah. Uh, you need him to clean some things up, protect the rim and like played decently in the pick and roll. Yeah. Yeah. And he does all of those things well, pretty well for, for a rookie. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, DPOY. I'm a long shot here on choosing Stanley Johnson. Uh, he's a good defender. He he's plays so, his ass off. He's so good defensively. I worry that he's not going to get enough run with the jazz, but we'll see once the roster is, is, uh, actually finalized and we'll see what actually happens sort of in these regular season games. And honestly, like, you know, playing maybe the best perimeter defender in Stanley Johnson is maybe not a good idea. For it's the maybe Jazz. counterintuitive <laughs> to their right. goals. He's so good though. Like, and he, he really did a good job for the Lakers last year. Like he was kind of like a shining bright spot for them. Mm -hmm. So he adds so much versatility to the jazz roster too. Yeah. Because he can guard. He's one of those guys who I think can guard one through five. Totally. Yeah. And like those guys do not grow on trees. And he's so big and he's so strong. And he's like, he's deceptively quick for like how big he is. Because he's six, yeah. six, 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 seven, probably right around like 250. He plays he like he's move. six, nine. Yeah. 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 He reminds me of like 
one of those big bruiser running backs that you used to see in the in the NFL. Yeah. Uh your DPOY pick is uh probably the better choice though. And this is I actually wanted to go with Stanley, but for the reasons why you mentioned is that I don't yeah. know how much I still don't know if Stanley ends up making the roster. We no one if we're being anything. completely yeah. honest. And so I couldn't pick him. So I picked who I think is the next best, most versatile defender, and that's Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. And I think they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Like Vanderbilt works his ass off yeah. and he's a good player and he's super versatile. And he, I think can guard probably two through five. Yeah. He's super switchable. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm high on Vanderbilt. I think he's a very legitimate NBA player. I will say one thing that I heard Will Hardy say the other day after practice was that one of the things he said during practice, he said, cause we asked like, Oh, how, to kind of elaborate on Stanley Johnson and how good he is defensively, et cetera, and kind of how that is contagious for the group. And he said, yeah, one of the things we talked about in practice today was like, you can't just all be playing defense when Stanley's playing defense. It has to be all of us. And so the fact that his name was mentioned, like in a sort of a team setting feels big to me. That yeah, I don't think that you would throw him throw that name around if he wasn't going to be a part of the plans, right? Right. But interesting, I mean, interesting, interesting developments. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of. I mean, we're let's see, we're recording this on the 13th. We are four days away right now from the roster needing to be finalized, <sighs> and they've got. If you don't include uh, the Exhibit 10 guys like Cody Zeller, uh, they've got to cut two more after getting rid of Saban Lee. And so I'm yeah. so curious. I'm so curious. I right now I think that my mind is at Doke and Leandro. Yeah, I think I think, I, I think, I think I'm there with you. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. If it was someone else, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because I think that Leandro is is fun and uh I yeah. think he has a legitimate skill set, but he 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 needs to lock himself in a gym and shoot. 10,000 jumpers a day. I mean, Leandro's going to get such an easy, like, deal in Europe playing for a sure. team for, like, $2 million a year. Like, Yeah, he'll go play with Real Madrid or something and yeah. be a star. Uh, our sixth man of the year for the Jazz, I have Colin Sexton. Would not surprise me at all. You have Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Would not surprise me at all. <laughs> I mean, and for me, it's just, like, I'm taking the roster as it is right now. Right. Do I think that Jordan Clarkson is going to end the season as a member of the Utah Jazz? If I'm being completely honest, no. No, no I, I don't. don't. Yeah. But I'm taking it as is. And, you know, maybe I should have picked Colin Sexton because he's probably the smarter choice. But I well, didn't problem- because I think Jordan Clarkson right now is the better player in the better system. And he's going to come off the bench and do what he does. And I think it's going to take a minute for Sexton to acclimate. The problem is, is that like, we don't know what's going to actually happen at the trade deadline because right. Colin Sexton could actually end up being a starter on this team. Yeah. Who knows? So like, uh, that's a hard one to pick actually. Yeah. And I kind of have a hard time believing that the jazz like extended Sexton and gave him all that money and for him not, gonna... not to start. Yeah. I think that I don't know. Eventually... We'll see. I've got a lot of thoughts about Colin Sexton and his contract. We'll get into that on another day though. Um, for most improved player for the Jazz, I've got Jared Butler. I think that he... I hope you're right. In the the inter-scrimmage that they had, which... He looked good you, from you what can't I heard. Take a lot, you can't take a lot from it, right? It's the Jazz playing the Jazz. But then also in the preseason game against the Spurs, I think that in those two days, he played himself off of getting waved. Like, he played himself out of... Off the chopping block. I think. I hope you're right, man. I still, he seems to me like he has an NBA bag. He's got yeah. an NBA skill set. He's got to bump up those shooting percentages. Everything else seems pretty transferable. He's to looking the NBA. more and more comfortable though. And right. he's a lot better shooting off the dribble than he is on a catch and shoot. And yep. I think that he's trying to get away from those catch and shoot and facilitate more in those situations, which is very smart for him. His passing looks better. Uh, I think shot selection is going to help his shooting numbers. Um, 
and maybe just opportunity. Like maybe he was just so nervous last year. Yeah. Maybe it's a reps thing. I, I kind of hope really they, have... they, they hold on to him. Yeah, me too. Um, your most improved player. Nikhil Alexander Walker. I think he's going to get a lot of chance to do it. I think he's going to get a lot of run. I think we're going to see him go back to kind of like the, what he was for the Pelicans, a guy that was averaging 13 points a game. And I think like, while also making strides in his game, we're already seeing him seeing him in the preseason. He's a better passer. He's a better playmaker. He's better. Really, really. He's really working on that part of his game too. And it seems so intentional. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like he's just dribbling the ball because it's in his hands at the moment. Right. It looks like, no, like he's searching. He's, he's like the, the wheels are turning and it seems yeah. like he's kind of getting it. And I do think he's going to get a green light and play a lot this year. He's super versatile. He's got that NBA body. He's proven that he could, he has staying power in the league when he was with the Pelicans. And I think this is a year where he gets to like kind of shine, which he didn't get at all last season. Right. And like, this is the season to do it. F*** it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Agree. Um, I've got to run. So As do we've, I. Got to, we've got to put a bow on this. Um, I love our, our preseason predictions. These because are fun. I, I always look forward to what's going to happen at the end of the season. <laughs> and For sure. I'm just how, because the NBA is so weird and so many different things can happen and twists and turns and changes and. Um, and now that it's upon us, I'm, I'm just very excited. Basketball is back, baby. Phoenix Suns are going to be so bad. Oh man. I want them to miss the playoffs. Just I again. kind of, it makes me feel bad. Cause I actually kind of like that team and I know jazz fans come at my throat a lot, but I also really like Devin Booker, but yeah, man, you can smell those vibes from Salt Lake. Yeah, you can. They it's, stink. It smells worse than the salt flats. <laughs> I honestly think like the vibes in Phoenix might be even worse than they were in Utah last year. Oh, they totally and that are. is really saying something because those vibes were in the toilet. Yeah. The the thing is, is that the vibes for the jazz were private. And yeah, the these are everywhere. These are front these page are public yeah. vibes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean. Did you see that that tweet that was going around of uh, DeAndre Ayton when he was uh, he had to be there for media day taking pictures and he just looked like Eeyore? Yep. Gosh, I'm ready to play basketball. I, I guess I'll just stand in this jersey. <laughs> I guess. Well, it's time to go to practice and I can't play Call of Duty anymore. That's going to do it from us here at Unsalvageable. You can follow Greg at Dad Sham Dad. You can follow me at NBA Sarah. You can follow Matt if you want to, but good luck finding that shitty Twitter handle. And you guys know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe, download, do all of the things. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next time. Basketball's back, baby. (laughs) 